Thank you for all of you guys. Um, so, Paul Brown. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's been, I've had a great time with you guys, and we're, we're only, the night is still young, ain't it? So we're looking forward to some good things. I, when Steph was working with us at City Hope, he, he was a, a real provocation and a challenge to me, because I, I have a tendency to, to, to sit back in the armchair of grace too much. And he would challenge and provoke me as this young man who was just a couple of years younger than me. And, <laughs> um, and so, so some of the things, he's mentioned some of the things we've done. One of the, one of the things, seriously, he did provoke me in, in was uh, fasting. He challenged me to fast like I'd never fasted before. And we would fast regularly, sometimes one day a week, two days a week, three days a week. I think we, did we get up to four days a week? I can't remember. It was ridiculous sort of st- challenge of fasting and praying but it was a great it was a great discipline it was a great lesson um another thing he challenged me on we, we had some fun right when we was working closer together with giving financial giving being generous and we, so we would we would just sort of not quite outdo each other but we would just challenge one another to give to you know so you, you come to come in and say oh somebody's just given me some money i'm gonna go and give it to someone else and it was just a there was a sort of a thing rolling but it was good it challenged your faith it built you up in christ it was very very exciting that was just a couple of small highlights i love the guy i love what he's built here i love the fact you people have gathered to steph and what he's doing here in london as we were worshiping um earlier i I felt something, and I, feel, I believe it is a prophetic thing for you, which was really what you're doing, and to encourage you to continue to doing this, is in the spirit of the Salvation Army. Now, I'm not saying you should be starting a brass band and marching around these streets, or maybe that is what God's leading you to, I don't know. <laughs> but that was for the 19th century, we're in the 21st century. But the spirit of the Salvation Army, where young guys would move into an area, guys and women would move into an area and be radical for Jesus. They would live out their Christianity in a community. They'd engage with that community. They would be militant with the gospel. And they would see people saved from across the social spectrum. It's very interesting with the Salvation Army. They, they almost went to the worst. Um, and royalty came to the funeral of William Booth. They went to the, the poorest. They went to the lowest. They went to those who had nobody to, to be a voice for them and gave hope and love and life in Christ. And I think I just want to, I do, I do want to prophesy that over you, that you would, you would continue in the spirit of the Salvation Army, gathering in rooms like this in the center of London for the sake of the gospel, for the lamb that was slain. Amen? Amen. 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 Thank you. I've discharged that responsibility. Um, <clears throat> Like Steph said, I'm going to be speaking something different from this morning. I want to look at um, the whole area of authority, our authority in the supernatural particularly. Now, I'm going to read from uh, Matthew 28 in just a moment, um, which is a well-known passage. If if you want to follow that, I'm going to read from the um, New International Version. And then I'm going to be, but it's going to be a, an element of Bible study as we go through. I'm going to just highlight a few passages through Scripture, just underlining what I, what I want, want to say, what I feel God wants to say about authority. It's that that great commission at the end of Matthew's Gospel are well-known words if you've been a Christian, even probably for a short while. And certainly, I've been a Christian a long time, 
and I've known these words a long time. I was in a meeting not so long ago with, uh, in fact, there's a lady, has Angela Kem been here with you guys? Okay, so, so most of you won't know her. A lady called Angela Kem, she was speaking in another church, so I, I went along with her, and she, was, she began to speak about the, the, the um, great commandment, not the great commandment, the great, no, sorry, the great commandment. And she spoke about the great commandment to lo- to, of love, right? So she's speaking about the great commandment. As she's speaking, I felt prophetically, get onto the, I'm, gonna, I'm about to get up and speak on the great commission. I just felt a, a surge of, of Holy Spirit direction. I thought, if, you ain't, if you're going to continue on this, you can't, you've got to stop. I've got to bring this about the great commission. And thankfully, she went on to, to speak on the great commission, the passage I'm going to read in just a moment. And and as she did that, God had already got it. It was like this passage was revealed to me for the first time in my life. I'd read it loads and loads of times. It was like, let me read it to you. Then I, It says, Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. It says, then Jesus came to them. This is just before he's taken up and hidden from view in a cloud, speaking to the disciples. Jesus came to them and said, all authority... In heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. I'm sure a lot of you here have heard those words. Like I said, those words hit me like bang. All authority... All authority, Jesus said. It was just, oh, wow. Every, all authority. And he says, therefore go. So it's like he's delegated it to, to, to us. And it just had, came with such a weight that from that moment on, and particularly in the area of um, authority over sickness, God has done something new in me. I've, I've always prayed for the sick, for as, almost as long as I can remember as a Christian, because I think that was part of... That was part of what I saw was being a Christian. Um, and sometimes you pray like that, don't you? Your fingers crossed and you sort of, you think, you know, it's like, I'm going to pray, but. And, and just, and this changed me. This passage changed me. And so as we draw to the end of what I'm going to say, I'd love to pray I'd love to pray two things for you guys. I'd love to pray for anyone here who is sick. Denise will will gladly join me in that. Um, And I'd also love to pray an impartation of that authority for for you. As you are militant uh, Christians, you know, in the the spirit of the Salvation Army, I want to pray that for you, if that's okay with with you guys, yeah? Yeah. Fantastic. So this, this passage, Matthew 28... Um, there, there's, there's sort of three headings here. The, I'm not, the last one I'm not going to spend ages on, although it's very important. The great claim, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Uh, the, great co- the great commission itself, therefore go. And the great comfort, I am with you always. And I think that's so important, but I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that uh, today. So Jesus here is claiming all power. Now that word, all power. And the right to, to exercise it. Well, why does he make that claim? So that when he commissions the apostles, and it's not just those apostles then, in, the, in that age, it's not just the 
uh, 11 at that stage, or the 120 in the upper room, or the 3,000 who were saved on the day of Pentecost. It's all believers. So this is for us. It's very important to understand that. It's not a sort of interesting historical fact. Oh, Jesus commissioned the, the disciples. That's nice. This, is, this, this commission is for us to, to go, to go and make disciples of all, all nations. So the authority of Christ comes to us. Our confidence in the gospel, our confidence in the good news is dependent on our grasping that authority. It's great to start the first two songs we sung here. I can't even remember what they are now because I just thought, God, they're really good songs because they're, they're singing what, what, what I'm saying here, you know? Um, so what is authority? Well, just very simply, some dictionary definitions of authority that I just looked up. The power to determine, adjudicate, or otherwise settle issues or disputes. The right to control, command, or determine. A power or right delegated or given. That's the authority that we're talking about. So let's just briefly look at the authority of Jesus himself. Like I said, it's going to be a bit of a Bible study. I'm going to read some different passages to you. Um, I love this, right? Hebrews Hebrews 13 verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Now, that's important to me when I'm praying for the sick. That, those words, I often say them. Those words are in my head. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yesterday, he, you know, 2,000 years ago yesterday, he was healing sick people. The blind saw, deaf ears were unstopped, lame legs were strengthened, lepers were cleansed, dead people were raised, every sickness and disease Jesus healed. He did that yesterday. He's going to do it today. That's the truth of his word, isn't it? Now, it's simple stuff, but that, uh, we need the truth as we step out in authority. Because as we step out, there, there's all sorts of thoughts come into our head, think, oh, you can't do it. No, I can't do it, but he can. Right? Did he do it just in the apostolic age? Did, is that when it all stopped? No. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Right? So that's very important. We, we, know, we know some of these words as well. John 1, the first three verses of John 1. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. Right there, there's, there's authority. Through him, everything was made. Right? That's the authority of Christ. Jesus has ultimate authority before he even came to the earth. Right? This, there's, a, there's a great verse in Colossians 1. Um, which, which I'm sure some of you again know, but it's worth listening to. For by him, all things were created. This is Jesus, right? By him, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things were created by him and for him. Right? He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church, that's us. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. God, listen to this, it's fantastic, isn't it? For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. That's a statement and a half, isn't it? 
That's our Jesus. That's the same Jesus who just summed that up by saying, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, therefore go. Mark chapter 9, we read this. So they, so they, they brought this, this boy being brought to Jesus, right? So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and he rolled around, foaming at the mouth. He's demonized. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. He's often, it's often thrown him into fire or water to kill him. But if you can, sorry, but if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. Listen to what Jesus said. If you can, that's what Jesus said in verse 23 of, Matthew, of Mark chapter 9. If you can, everything is possible for him who believes. This, this dad was desperate for his son's healing, or in fact for his deliverance, for his freedom. He comes to Jesus like, if you can. And it's like Jesus got, if you can, I'm Jesus. He didn't actually say that, but it's like... I'm God incarnate here. I have all authority over heaven and earth, if you can. He said, don't be so stupid. It's going to be too nice to say that. (laughs) Mark 6 says, in Mark 6, we read these words. Jesus said to them, only in his hometown, among his relatives and in his own house, is a prophet without honour. He could not do any miracles there except lay hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed, he was amazed what, at their lack of faith. It's like, why don't they have faith? Jesus marveled at people's lack of faith. Full of faith was the normal way of life to him. It's a challenge, isn't it? When we go to work and there's not a Christian in sight. And everybody's lifestyle seems to contradict what we believe and stand for. And you feel faith sort of trickling down and running down like in a pool around your feet. Jesus marveled at their lack of faith. And that authority that Jesus had before he even came to this earth, he didn't put it aside when he did come here, you know. He didn't put any of that authority aside. He showed his authority. And if you read through the Gospels, you can see it. He showed his authority over, over the forces of nature. He spoke to a storm and told the storm to be quiet, in so many words. Be still. And the storm stopped raging and the sea went calm. He spoke to a tree and the tree withered and died. <laughs> as well as speaking to sickness and disease and illness and malady. He, he commanded blind people to see. He spoke healing remotely to people who were miles and miles away. Lepers were cleansed. I mean, that's authority, isn't it? Yeah. Be clean, and the leper's clean. What do you want me to do for you, he said to Bartimaeus. I want to see. Your faith has made you well go. I mean, it's just fantastic, isn't it? We can get so familiar with this stuff. But imagine that on the streets of this city tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Through this church, working in the spirit of the Salvation Army. All authority. Fantastic stuff, isn't it? Isaiah chapter 9, the Christmas passage. 
For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And the government will be on his shoulders. The government of this world. He's the president. He's the prime minister. He's the king. He's in charge. God has made this Jesus both Lord and Christ. Lord and Christ. Jesus has ascended above all things. He is authorised and commissioned to grant repentance, authorised to save, right? commissioned to heal. What can stop him? What can stop him ultimately? The answer is nothing. Any objection is nothing compared to who he is. He's fantastic, isn't he? The authority of Christ. He is head over all things. He's head over all things. We need to draw on the one who is seated at the right hand of God in all authority. So that's the authority of Christ that's with him, that's been with him always from the, from the beginning, never, never left him when he was in heaven, when he was on this earth. Now he's back seated at the right hand of the God. The authority is still there, but... Delegated to us, the body of Christ. He's our head, we're the body. You think, oh, we can feel a bit, flex our muscles a little bit here. What do you mean? We can, we can heal the blind? Well, no, you can't really, but he can. It's his authority delegated to you. In his name, we can see the lame walk. In his name, we can see deaf ears unstopped. <coughs> the authority of the believer. Therefore, go, he said. We must go. We've got to go because Jesus says so, because he's promised to give us all we need, because he is worthy of our obedience. And, part of, and that's part of our worship to him, isn't it, obedience? Yeah. You know, it's, it, we can, our worship is singing songs in this room, but if we don't go, then we ain't worshipping. As believers, we have so much authority over Satan. We have so much authority over Satan. Right? That his, his desperate strategy, if you like, has been to blind the eyes of the believers to that fact. It's a desperate ploy because he knows it. The body of Christ, the church, where the heavenlies look on the church and see the manifold wisdom of God. That's us. The heavenlies gasp as they gaze on you guys. Look at that. The manifold wisdom of God demonstrated through the church. Wow. We have so much authority over Satan. Like I said, he wants to blind us. We've got to understand that authority. And, as, and I believe as we understand it, I mean, this is a bit, maybe a bit of personal testimony. As we understand the authority or grasp it afresh then others will begin to recognise that authority also. Let me give you an example, right? Um, not so long ago, I was at an, an event in the, at the Barbican and I was driving home from that event. In fact, it wasn't even in my car. Somebody had said to me, will you drive my car for me? I ain't feeling that well. So I'm driving this young man's car and... Um, there's some roadworks just because I come from the Barbican. I'm just about to go down the road to turn right over London Bridge, 
right, and there's roadworks. You know them long, you know, with the temporary traffic lights, so you're held up behind a tra- temporary, it's about midnight, held up behind this traffic light, and, um, and then, then our light goes green, so we start to move through, and there's a whole line of traffic, and guess when the light goes red? Right in front of me. And I thought, oh. So I thought, well, one more car won't make any difference, will it? It's only a single lane of traffic. So I was stuck on the tail of the guy in front of me and zipped through and, you know, got through the other end and then looked in my mirror and saw the police car, right? Now, they weren't there when I started driving because I do look in my mirrors and I thought, oh, so now you're driving really sensibly, right? You know, you're looking, mirror signal maneuver and all of that and I'm getting through <laughs> and... <laughs> And I'm getting for it, and it's, I'm just indicated nice and early to turn right over the bridge. And I thought, they're City of London police, so they won't even come over the bridge, right? So as I've turned right, then the lights and siren went on. So I've had to pull over to the side of the road. And this, this young lady police officer got out, and I went through the whole thing. Is this your car, sir? And it weren't, right? I didn't know the registration of it. The young, and, then, and the young guy who's a bit of a scallywag, whose car it was, and I just suddenly thought, I really hope you're insured. Because it don't matter if my insurance is, is valid, if he ain't got any insurance, that de- un- invalidates mine. Anyway, thankfully, he was insured, and we went through the... Yes, the punchline didn't come, did it? <laughs> so we went through the whole thing, and they're checking, they're calling in, where do you live, what do you do? Have you got any ID? So I called out my wallet and showed them my Paul Brown Church minister card. <laughs> <laughs> In the hope that that would help. Anyway, it was fine. So I said, what's that? Three points on my license. And she said, it should be, but we're going to let you go this time. <sighs> Hallelujah. But I'll tell you that whole story very simply, right? Authority. As soon as I saw those lights go on and the siren, I pulled over. I could have drove off, couldn't I? I could have shot off or I could have pulled over. This would have been more sensible. Pulled over as she got out. Then I drive off. But I didn't. (laughs) You see, and the, the police have authority. And if I hadn't responded in the correct way like I did, the full weight of that authority would have been down on me eventually, wouldn't it? They would have got me. Can you see what I'm saying? Well, we have authority. We have a uniform on. We are Christians. We are God's anointed people, delegated to go, therefore go. So we, it's like the police. When they speak, generally people respond, and if they don't, things happen. This is us. We have authority. You have authority where you work. You have authority whether you're in a, in a place of higher learning. You have authority when you walk down your street. You have authority when you speak with your family or your friends or perfect strangers. You have the delegated authority of Christ. It makes such a difference. It makes such a difference. Are you living under that authority? It's a dangerous place to try and assert authority if you're not under that authority. Right? There's an example in Scripture of some guys who liked what, what was being done in the name of Jesus. Right? Seven sons, right? seven sons of Sceva, they tried to assert authority while not under Christ's authority. Do you know what happened to them? This is good. Right? Let, me, let me read you this story. This is in the book of Acts. Right? Acts chapter 19. It says, some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits, tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. They would say, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. 
seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. One day, the evil spirit answered them. Jesus I know, and I know about Paul, but who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. That was an interesting service, wasn't it? Right? Listen, they, they, they dared step out without the authority. It didn't do them any good. But we have authority. We have the delegated authority of Christ. All authority. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. We don't have to be specialists. right? We're all in Christ, in community, together. Right? A local church with God-appointed leaders. We're, we're not lone rangers. This is a communal thing. The body of Christ. There's another thing where we need to understand about authority. We need to assert authority over our own mind. There's a battle to be won in your own mind. Even now, people are thinking, yeah, it's all right for you to say that. You know, you've, had a, you've, had, you've seen some people healed, maybe. It's all right, you're a church leader. Listen, it's in your mind so often. Numbers chapter 13. There's the well-known story of um, those, those spies going into the land. It says, and they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they'd explored. They said, the land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there, descendants of Anak coming from the Nephilim. They're giants, basically big guys. And then they said this, we seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And we looked the same to them. That was an assumption as well. They saw themselves as nothing. They saw themselves as small creatures to be stamped on and crushed and assumed that's how other people saw them. Is it true? No. They're God's anointed people. They're God's called out people. That wasn't true at all. But that's what it was in their heads. Listen, we need to take authority over our own mind. Are you truly commissioned by Christ? A new creation, right? God settles in our spirit who we are. We can grow in what we can do in Christ. We, we can move on. We can change. We can mature. We can develop. We can grow. We can heal the sick. We can raise the dead. I've never raised the dead. That would be so scary to step out in that one. That's when I'd really have to do something in my mind. Because that would be one of them things that suddenly I would be a grasshopper. But we have to learn, don't we? And we, step, we take another step. And we take another step. And another step. You think, yeah, the, the sickness does submit to the authority of Christ. Demons really do have to flee. Can you see? It does happen. We, we learn and corporately we learn. And we encourage one another. And, and we, we, we stand alongside one another. Because we want to see this happen. This is a Christian command. right? This is orthodox, normal Christianity. 
This, is, this, is, this isn't some weird and wacky um, extreme fringe of Christianity. This is bang down the middle, orthodox evangelical Christianity because it's the word of God says it. And we go back to all them things I've said. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Right? So we, as God's people, should be, and we certainly can be, coming against sickness in his name and expecting it to flee. If he's telling me to heal the sick, then I need to step out and do it. And that's for all of us, isn't it? Whether you're a believer for, for just a, a week, a couple of days, a moment. If you're born again, if you have the authority, of, then you have the authority of Christ. And just coupled with all that, especially when you're going to work and you think, I am the only believer in this place. When everybody speaks against you, everybody mocks you and laughs you, laughs at you, maybe. He says this, I am with you always. I'm with you. He is with you wherever you are. I am with you always to the end of the age. No one less than the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is with us every moment of every day forever and ever and ever. He doesn't say, go on, you've got authority. I'll see you later, I'm off. He doesn't do that. He comes with us. Lord, help me. He bang, he's, he's there. Lord, I don't know what to do. I'll tell you. How do I pray for this person, Lord? He's there. It's fantastic, isn't it? What what an exciting, challenging, frightening thought. Wonderful, though. It's wonderful. And I'm not, please, 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 I'm not an expert. There are hundreds, thousands of people who could stand in front, of, in front of you and tell you all their stories of how they've seen the sick healed in the name of Jesus. But w- why I'm telling you this is because I think I just had a, a few weeks ago, a few, a few months ago now, had this just revelation from that passage. Just, it was like the words jumped off the page. All authority in heaven and on earth is given to me, therefore go. It's very exciting. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, we do welcome you in this place today. We love you and we love your presence. We love the fact that you love us. We love the fact you want the very best for us. We love the fact that you know us better than we know ourselves and you want to change us to make us more like Jesus. You take us from one degree of glory to the next and to the next. And I pray for this fantastic church. I pray, Holy Spirit, you would minister to them and move amongst them and you would do a fresh work in them. Lord, there won't be anything stale or yesterday about your anointing. Fresh bread every day. Fresh bread every day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I would love to pray for you if you are sick.